Hello and welcome to the TOVG Podcast. My name is George Weedman, and I am back in action this week on Super Bunny Hop after a well-deserved vacation, and it feels <laughs> great. Unfortunately, uh, Matt Visual is not going to be able to join us this week due to some unforeseen work obligations, but uh, as always, we have Jimmy Belikoff in here along with a new friend, Angus Morrison, who is the proprietor of a hilarious and pleasant channel called Reroll. How are we all doing today? Doing, I'm uh, good, doing pretty good. I am yeah. thrilled to be speaking to you from five hours in the future. <laughs> yes, that's right. You're calling us from from Greenwich, Main Time, which means like you are the progenitor of of all the other time zones. I am literally in Greenwich as well, so I am on pure time. I am high on time. Oh, is that is that like the farthest forward one before it like skips the farthest back one? We are yeah. the zero mark. Dang. They they teach it to you in. Um, British history 101 mm-hmm. the queen comes by tells us you invented time we are the um, most important time zone <laughs> and it's uh, it's only 300 later when the Americans started YouTubing that it's really screwed us over <laughs> it's, it's, it's okay though because now every time I have to pick my time zone and it says GMT minus 400 or whatever I just have to remember how inferior I am yeah I'm 400 well, no, inferior. I'm minus 400. <laughs> I mean, I'm I'm negative eight, so it's why they always cast British guys as like the bad guys because most people can be two steps ahead, but the British are always five hours ahead. Right. No, that's, that's why. That's why Doctor Who is forever just going to stay on BBC because the British are time lords, right? As lo- it's only like, going forwards. Can't go back. Yeah. Yeah. Useless. Okay. So we got a, we got we got an angry comment last week. Apparently, people don't want us talking about Smash anymore because it's not cool. It's not what the cool kids do. So well, um, too so, fucking bad. Yeah, I know. Apex happened this oh, past Jesus weekend. This is seriously. Okay, you know what? Actually, I agree with you because I watched that shit and it was amazing. Yeah, and, like and so. Yeah, you know what? I was gonna be like, maybe we shouldn't talk about Smash, but let's very, very briefly at least fill our like weekly Smash <laughs> quota, which is apparently a thing now. That's great. No, I'm I'm all about that. I apologize, to anybody who doesn't like Smash, but you missed I out if you missed Damn. Apex this past weekend. Ugh, I, Apex. Yeah, I feel I am in horrible, horrible company to admit that I've only played Smash about three times in my entire life, and all three times what? I was nine. <laughs> that's oh. fine that's totally fine like i i have a lot of friends uh when smash 4 came out on 3ds that were like so i've never played smash should i do it and i was like Re- really because it just like i just grew up playing smash all the time so it was like normal to me but like i don't know it's no time like the present but that to get just into ma- smash. that'll just like help us smooth along through our smash our smash section apex right it's a thing that happened very very briefly let's talk about it <clears throat> okay it was it was apex, uh, a smash tournament a- they had a salty right. suite the biggest Smash tournament yeah, yeah. Uh, actually in recorded history so far. Um, there was an average of 60,000 viewers at any time on their Twitch channel. Uh, I think a high point of 117,000, which is massive for and a Smash tournament. it was tournament. Melee. I, didn't, I, I don't know if they, if they did other games, but when I was they tuned in, did, it was all Melee. They actually did all four games. Uh, they didn't broadcast Brawl. But I bet the they did a was, lot less of the other three games. Um, just because it's less popular for people playing. Not as many people play it. Uh, the big ones on the docket were Smash 4 and Melee. Uh, Smash 4 received a little bit of attention. Essentially, the funny thing that I found was that this happened on Sunday, which was also Super Bowl Sunday. And so it was like, my Twitter feed was like, Super Bowl viewers and Apex viewers. It was like the regular Super Bowl and the Smash Super Bowl happening like yeah. at the same time. 
Um, it, it, but yeah, I it was pretty crazy. Midway performance. Um, <laughs> the the midway performance was the Smash Four top eight, and that was pretty boring, to be honest. I, I, don't I know literally if you got that, had Apex on for a couple hours that Sunday, and then like stopped to read about sharks, and then went back to Apex. <laughs> that sounds <laughs> like, like a fine Sunday to me. Yeah, there was um, it, God, it's like amazing. Oh, after fourteen years, this game is still so relevant, and you still like see it being played very differently year after year. Like, yeah, um, yeah. there was. There was a peach. I remember yeah. someone rocking a goddamn peach. Yeah, and, that's uh, and, and you're not supposed Armada. to play as Peach. <laughs> that's that's the thing that I like about Smash is uh, the top five, especially this year, was pretty great because coming in at fifth was Amsa, who plays uh, Red Yoshi, oh, and that's yeah, his I signature. That. Oh, he was he's the only person. He's the only person who can rock Yoshi at high level play, and just watching him play was like magical. And everybody wants that guy to win. <laughs> Like he lost his his match and got fifth, and after he lost, the whole crowd was just chanting "Amsa, Amsa." It was so good because like they just love the guy and they yeah, want him to win with this yeah, character that he just loves underdog. playing. Yeah. But um, um. Okay, so let's let's we filled our smash quota. We got that out right. of our system, right? <laughs> we got the, uh, yeah. If, if people want to know more that. about it, they can go find it. Yeah. <laughs> No, we're we're catering to the viewers here. Someone said yeah. Jesus Christ fucking smash again. So so fine. We're gonna relegate <laughs> it to just that and move on. Um I've been so playing now we're now we're gonna talk about Resident Evil, right? No, we're gonna talk about Metroid <laughs> Prime. Oh, okay. I'm I'm in for that. <laughs> yeah, Let's go. actually I'm having a blast with it. I um have been playing more of the Metroid Prime trilogy Wii U, which I think I talked about last week. I literally only mm -hmm. played the first ten minutes just enough right, right. to like know that the new controls are weird. I've gotten used to them again, but like this is the first time I've played through a game with a Wiimote. Very uh -huh. first time. So it's mm -hmm. like a little, a little bit of a weird experience. Mm. I, I, I kind of... <laughs> the weirdest thing, like both conceptually trying to understand it in my mind and also doing it in front of my face with my hands, is this mm -hmm. little like resetty move you gotta do when you're like sitting around adjusting yourself and you go into a menu that uh -huh. you can just like digitally four direction move your way through. But then you have to recalibrate yourself, like recenter oh, yeah. the Wiimote when you get out of it. And that it's like such it, a kind of immersion breaking thing mm. that you still get used to and make sense like it's just um yeah i guess immersion breaking is kind of a good way to describe it as great as these new controls are for precision shooting and movement every mm -hmm. time you open up a menu and close it the first few seconds you see samus's gun kind of going nuts on the bottom of the screen <laughs> uh that's weird oh. But but um, it's still nice. It's like uh, I'm experiencing a great old classic through a new set of eyeballs. Yeah, uh, I've been meaning to to get to it. I did I did purchase it, um, I, uh, but oh, I haven't been playing it just yet because I'm still I'm on this like amazing flow with the Talos principle that I mm -hmm. just can't like like. Oh yeah, you were playing not, that last week too. Yeah, That's I've been, been a playing couple of weeks. it in increments, like maybe half an hour a day. Hmm. Say so that's been a couple what of weeks. That? You've been at that. Um, yeah, it's like, I can't, like, play it for a long time at a time because every time I complete, like, one or two small sections, I feel, like, satisfied. I feel like that was a great session of this game. Like, I'm gonna let it sit for a while and I'll come <laughs> back to it. And I've been writing that out. Like, my playtime on Steam is only, like, four hours, but I've done really? so much in the game. And, like, it just keeps getting more, like, things are happening and I'm all like, oh, like, wow, I didn't <laughs> expect that. And then they're doing these, like, like... I, 
I found a few like secret things that I don't know what they mean and there's like <laughs> stuff that I need to activate them that I ha I don't have yet and so I don't know I'm having a lot of a good time with that but I had because of that I haven't gotten time to like sit down and play Metroid and I've really been wanting to but... it's so great like it, it started off a little rockier than I remember but I guess mm -hmm. that's kind of because I forgot that most of the like good exposition dump happens a few hours in and it's when I don't know if you remember this but mm -hmm. there's a space pirate research station in Findrana mm -hmm. drifts and once <laughs> yeah, you I'd, get there yeah. like the game is just kind of um, like mellow exploration, very slow pace. Not a lot of like kind of incentives or storylines or, or the universe hasn't opened up to you until like five or six hours into the game when you get to this goddamn place. And yeah. all of a sudden, like, <laughs> like, I forgot how much of a universe there was to the Metroid yep. games. Like, oh, yeah, these space pirates are hilarious. They're they're meticulously documenting <laughs> like all of the little strip mining operations they have there's one like diary entry you can read oh this is another thing i love about it how it's kind of like oh i i hate comparing everything to shot games but it's kind of like a nintendo interpretation of a shot game you kind of walk around a bloody hallway and read notes but there's one right. note from from the space pirates that says something like within one decacycle we should achieve financial domination within this sector these are glorious times we're living in indeed exclamation point <laughs> and like this is like some weird insectoid praying mantis monster that has swords yeah. on its arms who yeah, like yeah. shrieks at you if and just kind of throws itself monster, <laughs> if any insect monster was going to be business like it would be a praying mantis you could get one of those in a suit <laughs> Uh, that's true oh god you're so right it's i mean that's like, a good analysis <laughs> it's it's hard to imagine these things like sitting down at desks and taking all these meticulous notes and and like but <laughs> how, but how do yeah, they type i they they use their their snappy little clawy mantis arms right i have no idea it's it's hilarious though one, one of the neighboring planets to talon 4 is apparently like off galactic limits because it is <laughs> It is home to an atmospheric airborne planet planetary exterminator virus that Great. is sentient. It like you scan it's a little planet in an observatory and it's it, oh god, it's called like Belerium or something. Off limits <laughs> due to sentient planet exterminator virus that lives in the atmosphere, and you're like, oh shit. It's just like <laughs> surprising to see how much serious shit has been going down in the Metroid universe this whole time. Yep. And I just completely forgot because it's just it's it's a Nintendo franchise, you know? But the virtual yeah. they're usually had... usually not big on that. It's had so much mm -hmm. going for it recently, but I own none of the bigger Nintendo hardware. I got the 3DS, so every time I see an announcement saying, now available on the virtual console, I then get to the small print, which is Wii U. Is that, well, that's, yeah. that's, that's well, wonderful. I, I think <laughs> this is the, the first batch of Wii games that they've been revealing for the Wii U. This, this is part of it. They, were, they also had Punch-Out! I don't care. They also had Super Mario Galaxy 2, and I was like, I would care, but I gotta play the first one to do it legit. But I'm having a blast replaying through this one. And also because I haven't fully played through the other two, I can't wait to get through those again. But I'm yeah. I'm having a lot of fun, and my greatest fear was that it would like look like butt, and it looks kind of okay. <laughs> So that's kind of been assuaged. Well, it might also be my shitty TV. You know, old games look better on worse TVs, and I have a pretty bad TV, so so maybe that's working out for me here. Like, how, how mean, bad are I'm, we talking? Really are we talking CRT? Or? It's, it's like, 
the the middle child between CRTs and like good 1080p LCDs. It's a um, <laughs> I I think it's an LCD TV, but it's like really glassy. Like it's not like plastic and dull. It's really shiny and glassy, and it mm. does 720p. It can't go up to 1080i. Well, if I try to run 1080i, I start seeing the screen flicker in a very mysterious <laughs> way. And if <laughs> you got to um, see those pixels to get the full experience. Yeah. Well, for something like Metroid Prime, I you get so much benefit just like running it through component cables on an HDTV instead of through your composite cable on an HDTV. Like that's I I don't know what I was thinking, but I was like terrified of seeing an awful fuzzy image that would have looked something like a composite signal running to an HDTV, but it's it's sharp. I mean, it's not high res, but it's sharp and and uh, the red citrus colored pixels aren't bleeding all over the place like like you get on a composite cable. The only uh, the only thing I'm ever scared about when in relevance to like Wii games, not Wii U, but specifically mm-hmm. Wii games, is like I remember seeing uh, the first tech demo screens of Twilight Princess back in the day before it had a name, and it was like Link and Ganondorf sword fighting, mm-hmm. and it was like. Like the child of me was like Link again, sword fighting. Oh, that's awesome! awesome. Yeah. And then I looked closer and I was like, "But this looks really shitty." Like, well, it has this weird like hard pixel edge on everything, and that's what I was always scared about. And a lot of Wii games do look like that, and so I'm glad to hear it doesn't look like that. Usually, I guess hard pixel like there's there's aliasing because it's like an SD game, Mm -hmm. and and like the only real way to get rid of that is to like play it in an emulator and 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 do some shady tricky shenanigans with with that but it's it's still it's it's just i guess not as bad as the worst case scenario i was thinking and in nintendo my head. have never been big on their anti-aliasing that's just it's part of the experience it's authentic <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's but it's, true. it's amazing they're one of the few consoles right now that that you can actually play 1080p 60 fps games on but when you actually look at it on a 1080p monitor, you're like, wow, I can see those jagged edges very, very well. I'm just yeah. going to reduce so that it's down just kinda, a bit. It comes, <laughs> it comes with the territory, I guess. Necessary yeah. drawbacks. With great resolutions comes great aliasing. <laughs> <laughs> I think, oh, man. Disclaimer, <clears throat> oh, I still have again. some Magvlu. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> but anyways... I've gone on enough about Nintendo. <clears throat> Angus, what have you been up to? Oh, good. This week I've been spanning the genres. I've played some odd stuff. Uh, I've, I've literally just finished a review of Apotheon, which I don't Apotheon. know if you've been playing. Yes. Um, what done in is the style Apotheon? Of Greek pottery, which is, that's like its hook to draw people in. Um, <laughs> and it, it was... It's kind of like a, a platformer come brawler come very light RPG fusion that actually works. Um, and it's interesting enough just at face value to draw you in because it's in this like awesome ancient Greek pottery style. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was like, honestly, I, I could imagine that in a classroom. I feel like I learned something coming out of that, <laughs> which is I don't normally get that from reviews. It's quite like, unsettling. Because um, um, the, dev- the devs are um, Alien Trap, I think they're called. Uh, and they don't do much in the way of story. Like, they've got this ancient Greek style. They kind of set up a vague background. Zeus is being a dick. You should probably do something about that kind of nonsense. Mm-hmm. You can't but have apart that. Apart from that... Yeah, exactly. Apart from that, it's, 
it's like it's all drawn from the mythology so like playing through it you get to see apollo being a dick zeus being a dick just just all the greek gods being a dick as they were in the originals so so um, it's kind of like a lo-fi god of war it's it's more like a demigod of war <laughs> it's god, of, god of war it been hitting the history books it's more like a pot of war pot of war <laughs> Oh no! <laughs> that I sounds to, like a whole I, different game. You're, yeah, I mean, like pot as in pottery, not yeah, yeah. not like weed. Yeah, that would be a very <laughs> different what take I, on this. <laughs> anyway, sorry, whatever. I think we totally just like segued you out, but let's segue you back in. Smooth. That was. <laughs> I, I didn't even <laughs> notice the transition. <laughs> Yeah, it's, um, the combat was, like, from one of these 2D indie semi-platformer games, you don't usually expect a great deal in the way of combat, but, like, they've got this ridiculous, ridiculous array of, like, weapons and potions and all of this, um, completely undermined by the fact that you just get infinite health potions and stand on the spot bashing everything that comes near you, mm. which, um, I've, there are balance issues, there, mm. there are really, really hard balance issues. So, if you're gonna pick it up, you've got to go champion mode or nothing. It's, um, it's kind of <laughs> odd. Yeah, it's kind of odd good. to see them slip up uh, at that bit because they've got this great story, they've got the great systems, and then they don't really use them for anything. Mm. That's all disappointing. Well, yeah, I mean... it feels like they could have gone somewhere a bit more with it. Not 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 a whole lot of games look like that though, and I mean I don't know if I'm if I'm too inclined to be disappointed considering how how fun it is just to watch. Like I've been having the the footage turned on in the background, and it's it's fun seeing your like little naked Greek pottery guy sprinting across with his little segmented legs. It is. It's it's really really good everyone's in black and naked on Greek pots for some reason. <laughs> The Greeks, that's their thing. <laughs> that's just, that's like their art style. Black and naked. Got yep. it covered. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Um, I, I pulled up some footage because I needed to, you, you to needed see for to myself. You needed to see the black naked men running across the screen? I mean, I can is confirm. It, is this the satyrs? Is this the goat people? Because they are, they are next level Greek pottery. Yeah. <laughs> Those goddamn hedonists, they're up to no good. Okay, let's see. Anyways, um, so besides that, um, besides Metroid, which is a blast, I'm working my way through a surprisingly similar game called Alien Isolation, which I've been playing for the past three weeks very, very slowly. I guess it's because I have it on hard mode. I don't know. Have you guys have you guys been playing this on hard mode? I have not I haven't been picked playing it up. this on hard mode. I've been playing this on normal, like a sane human being. Like a normal person? <laughs> but I'm playing it on hard, like a hard person. The, okay. The, like the alien was psychic as, as is. What, why are you doing this to yourself? Because I'm hard for hard mode. Mm. I don't know. Anyways, um... Yeah, it, it makes me... I'm not, like, not having a good time. I just don't want to play it in long sessions all day. Mm -hmm. oh, like I, I do with Metroid Prime. Maybe I wouldn't be able to in normal mode either, because I can't speak on that. I'm just afraid that uh, 
hard mode might have a lot to do with how how I want to play this game in little hour sittings instead of four hour sittings. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, I, I I'm sorry that I, I I stopped talking about Metroid Prime, but there is one thing I want to say. Buyer beware! They mislabeled the difficulty modes. Apparently, in the Metroid Prime trilogy version, they they have your normal mode. Uh, actually is mislabeled it's actually easy mode so so make sure you pick the hard one vigilant listeners <laughs> anyways <laughs> sounded I'm, real confident on the- yeah I'm, after I'm, your alien choices i trust nothing you have to say on difficulty <laughs> it's it, when you load up the freaking game it, it recommends hard mode Really? Yeah, when you cycle through your difficulty choices, it says hard mode, the recommended choice, chilling and terrifying, or something to that effect. And I was like, <laughs> okay. And and I did it, and I mean, it's like, fine, I guess. I just, uh, I, I just usually, I don't know, I, I feel like it's the difference between, like, improvising a solution the first time versus dying and doing it real good the second time because that's what's happening to me I'm, I'm like having to die once at every almost every single encounter mm-hmm. see which I've isn't too bad to like getting things right normal. really yeah i have it i mean mm. i play cautious i mean i'm pretty sure i could have finished the game if i wasn't freaking terrified um <laughs> but I, I am inching along um, I've, I almost got eaten where it literally stopped outside the vent I was crouching in and stayed there for 10 minutes. I, t- <laughs> I timed it. That's how you win. <laughs> it's, it's, I haven't I, been I, eaten. I like the system where, where basically everything this alien can do can be easily countered by just sitting in the same hide, hiding spot for 10 minutes. So far, at least on hard mode, I hear later on he, uh, he might he might catch on to some. Well, some the of my AI tricks. is meant to learn, isn't it? So if it doesn't find you in one place next time, it's going to look in a different place. It's hard to tell. I mean, I haven't like been blown away by this thing's AI like a lot of reviews said I would be, but it's um I I, I also just like find it hard to imagine what exactly you can like do with a stealth guard. Like, you have a noisemaker, you throw it at a wall, and then you go do your thing for a few seconds and hide until it decides to go in the vents and go away, and that's kind of the entire procedure of all of the game I've played so far, (laughs) which is not dissimilar to any other stealth guards. Yeah, Yeah. I've I've actually just watched your... um... Your your trends in game development video. Oh, no. it, just, it just made me really sad. Yeah, I, I just right. I watched it right before it's, as well. Uh, everything's no, it's, so it's, it's fine. It's fine. I just need to quit playing wishy-washy, cookie-cuttery, samey-samey AAA games. Well, really now you thing. have a Nintendo system, so maybe, exactly. you, maybe you can Dude, find something there. Dude, I've so much love out of that Wii U. It's ridiculous. Like, I'm so happy. I'm so happy I got that. I, I'm, I'm excited just, for you. I, I'm I'm sorry for this one commenter who doesn't like us talking about Smash, but you know I've been literally like if I'm not doing anything else at this time in my life, I'm just playing Smash. Like this this like year, the the second half of 2014 and the beginning of 2015, it like will be remembered as the Smash Four time because <laughs> that's, awesome. that's just how like pervasive this game is right now. Um, and also I, I had a blast with Bayonetta and Mario World. I can't wait to finish it up. I'm having my my Mario World, um, co-op friend over Saturday. And I think we're going to finally get through the game when, <laughs> when he comes over. And then, um, <coughs> Bayonetta was a blast. 
Bayonetta 2 was okay, I guess. But I was just, like, happy enough to play Bayonetta. And now I'm happy enough to play Metroid Prime. You know, it's the simple <laughs> things. Just old, old classic games. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm loving it. I am bound entirely to PC, so I'm just relying on Steam well, Indies to get my, my cultural sustenance at the moment. I haven't uh, I play I haven't played the new Dragon Age, I haven't played we, Far Cry, I just We I now have the to. best version of Resident Evil, so we can still tell everyone else in the world to go suck it. The remaster remaster? Yeah, the remake remake. <laughs> Remade I've 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 actually heard nothing but good things about it. Yeah, it's it is one of the best uh survival horror games, if not the best. It's like the Swan Song. It is like the definitive tank control horror <laughs> game for me. Re- oh remember, god. Oh god. Remember earlier oh, when I was god. like, "Oh, we're no! not talking about Smash. Let's talk about Resident Evil again." <laughs> it's a force wow. of nature. Yeah, it really but is. Don't, it's don't funny cuz it. it's like gravity. I've never even played one of them and yet we talk about it every week. God. Maybe Weedman's a common cause here. Yeah, I mean, that's true. Weedman and, and Jordan, whenever Jordan comes on. That's like the guarantee. If Jordan's on here, it's always Resident Evil. I, I can't wait to finish fucking Alien Isolation so I can go <laughs> play Resident Evil because it's so good. It's so, it's so but it's it's a long game and just playing it in those, like, one well, maybe one hour sittings for you, but for me it's just until my heart basically gives in. Mm-hmm. It's, yeah, that's an, that is an ongoing project. That's gonna, how I uh, that's how I tackled amnesia. Was like it, it's funny you guys were talking about this and like like the the standard like how to defeat the alien is like sit in one spot for ten minutes until it goes away. That's like <laughs> this is like exactly my amnesia experience. Like yeah. scariest part in the game, cover myself in boxes and sit there. I just and wanna, then when the drumming music goes away, it's like okay, I think I'm safe now. I just want to open up a strategy guide and see like a little red circle in the side of the page that says pro tip. <laughs> to defeat the alien, hide in the corner like a bitch for ten minutes until it goes away. Have your phone by you. Keep a timer open. Ten minutes minimum. Oh my god. You it's, know what? Don't, don't even go to Sevastopol. Bad idea to begin with. <laughs> Stay still at home. Where you gotta mm-hmm. find out what happened to your space mom. Space mom? <laughs> <laughs> oh man! The kind of unlike. Um, <laughs> God damn it! <laughs> what happened to well, your space mom? <laughs> there's your episode title. Yeah. What happened to your space mom? <laughs> UBG podcast number thirty-six. The mystery of the space mom. <laughs> oh boy. I mean, with with amnesia, I kind of. <laughs> Basically, I got bored after a, a few hours. <laughs> I'm just going to let George die in the background. Yeah, oh, no, no, it just—it sort of wore off after about five, six hours, maybe. Mm. I mean, I got through that slowly. I know what you mean. But horror, horror games that go on for a while are like a special breed of I'm starting to get bored after this. Yeah, well, yeah but people complain about the length of Alien, but even though I knew exactly what was coming after me going into it, I'm still scared a bit but possibly that's mm. just because i i haven't been eaten yet yeah i I'm actually sh- like on on that note we kind of touched uh, on a similar concept last week like i i guess uh when we were talking about metroid prime's controls and how i was like i'm not sure if i'm giving him too much credit but like the fact that they're wonky makes you feel like you're like a human on a weird alien planet and it kind of adds to the experience yeah kind and of. i kind of like for for amnesia, my playthrough is about twelve hours, and I kind of felt the same idea 
like playing through the game because the first half you know you're I, I was like terrified like going anywhere was like hide in the corner hide in the corner wait for everything to calm down like i don't want to see the monster even once and then in the last half there was parts where i was like i know the monster's right there i know the things behind it i'm just gonna run by it. i need to do this like i have no time for being scared anymore and it was this weird like player transformation where i felt like i was actually like that's what i would do in the real situation was that's awesome. like like halfway through the game halfway through like my journey into that this like beautiful. terrible place yeah you're, you're that, learning I, like, I to know. confront your fears and and be better like, both like at the game and also your own the deep dark recesses of your own <laughs> fears right and like i know that's just my experience but like i definitely felt that like tangibly halfway through where i was like not scared as so much as like desperate to get things done and mm -hmm. like the fear was secondary and it was like mm. i don't know I, I it was pretty interesting God, that's I, beautiful though like that, that, that is that is a good game is what that is <laughs> yeah i vividly remember reviewing outlast and a machine for pigs on the same weekend oh yeah um, and i think a machine for pigs suffered for coming afterwards because i yeah. had it with jump scares and waiting at this point <laughs> it, so like no, I'm, for I'm going for machine it. for pigs <laughs> I mean, uh, yeah, that that sucks for Machine for Pigs because like that game really needed the right setting to like be passable. Like <laughs> I played it and I enjoy. I thought it was like okay my first playthrough. Yeah. And then going back to it, I was like, okay, this wasn't really too good. Definitely not as good as first one or other horror games. Oh god, no. But like I can I can only feel bad for your experience because it was like that's pretty much what the game is. If you boil it down, you could just run to the end. Like, but when I was editing the video back together, I saw scares that I didn't even notice while playing it. <laughs> I was just like, that no. That probably I, means they I weren't good scares. Well, yeah. the... The worst, the worst, not good scares in Machine for Pigs was the the stupid pig mask being like, "I'm everywhere." That Ooh. that was the. I vividly remember a part where you climb up a staircase in some sort of, or not a staircase, a, a ladder in some like water processing plant. That's and, like, that's the one I didn't see. That's the yeah. exact one. The flashing right. and then, like, pig head. Yeah, you, you're climbing up this ladder and like in the darkness behind the ladder. For just a split second, the pig mask goes like, and it shows up and disappears. And it's and not like, even like a super scary looking pig mask. It looks like no. a Majora's mask. It's like all purple with like gold stripes yeah. swirling around it. Yeah. I just remember when that happened, I was like, that was like the one moment in that area where I was like, all right, whatever. Like, come <laughs> yeah, on, Amnesia, you can fucking do better than that. It's It was the mid-game reveal for me where like the the pig people they get like let loose on the streets oh yeah, you like see was... the city burn down because the pig people are eating everyone and you're like i couldn't i couldn't take it seriously at that point it's I, we've had this this is another discussion we've had quite a few times <laughs> yeah oh anyways um we're gonna have totally new discussions about totally new topics that's why they're called the news nah. after this break And now free with free fruit from Pac-Man cereal, you can get the construction company sampler set with a block that locks to build a plane or a robot or uh, well, it's free from Pac-Man cereal. Hi, everybody.
Jewish packs each sold separately. Hello and welcome back to the TOVG podcast. We are uh, we're going to start us off with some Nintendo news. You know, as always, this just keeps happening. Nintendo news keeps happening. First yeah. up, this is the first Nintendo story of uh, of two we have this week. Where um, <clears throat> they've they've announced that Club Nintendo is going to be closing down in a few months, and actually right. Jimmy might know more about me than this because because I don't know he buys this stuff. Anyways, so <laughs> Nintendo Club is is their opt-in rewards program where you get reward points for filling out consumer surveys after buying a product. You can yeah. redeem them for like physical goods or virtual console games. And uh, they've decided to do away with the program or something. I don't know. I don't know if no one knows why. I'm. I'm. I, um, it's not like. It's not like they have money to lose by having it up. Because. Yeah, like I. I don't know. I've always found it a good program because like the rewards are never like massive, you know. And yeah. it takes a lot of surveys to get something usually, and like it feels satisfying to get a reward. Like I've I've always liked Club Nintendo ever since I signed up for it. But like, I think. I don't know. It, it's kind of sad just because the best of Club Nintendo was when you buy a, like a shit ton of all their stuff and you get platinum member and then they send you like really Literally. neat things like like the Majora's <laughs> soundtrack just for free. They just send you the Majora's soundtrack like with a physical CD and everything to your house. Like that was pretty cool. Literally the most I know is that flyer that you get in Wii U games. Oh yeah. It has the spitting image of Kite Tails on it. Oh, does it? <laughs> like, like holding a Wii U game and smiling. Yeah. I need to look. I need to look this up now. I'm looking this up currently. I want to see. No, this. like find a box, just a Wii U game, and look for the Club Nintendo flyer. Like whatever promotion, promotional photography they were using. Whoever is in it looks exactly fucking like Kite Tails. Anyways, that's, that's great. Yeah, it's um, it's uncanny. But uh. Anyway, though, um, anyway, <laughs> so with Club Nintendo, what they're doing for this like dropping off the face of the planet thing that they're doing is they're putting up a billion like games and rewards up for like prices. I think the price is uh, 200 to 800 coins. And um, like, I don't know, I, I'm looking through these and I only have about 220 coins right now. And so I have only the options of 200 stuff. But like. Just naming off a few good things that you can get for for this right now: uh, Yoshi's Island on mm-hmm. or Yoshi's Island Advanced on the Wii U Virtual Console, Golden Sun on Wii U, uh, F Zero on Wii U, F Zero X, uh, Donkey Kong Three, Super Mario Brothers Three, Super well, you Mario. You gotta World. remember when you say F Zero, you mean F Zero. I mean, well, yeah, no, I'm one. saying like, yeah. Like that's yes. that's the thing that I guess kind of like weirded me out is as I was going through the list and I guess I was expecting them to like kind of be a bit more of a of a like generous closeout offer because they're doing away with club nintendo mm-hmm. i just want to see what what they're going to replace it with because like i said i don't I, I can't imagine them like necessarily losing money by giving serious diehard frequent customers things like f Zero One. well but anyways on other- this list there, there's some physical things on there. There is some and pretty the, cool physical things. The one that I thought was pretty cool. There was, there was a lot of stuff that looked like junk, but there is a neat-looking Majora's Mask messenger bag. Yeah, and I think that one was 700 points. It's 800. It's the max. 800. Yeah. Oh, you gotta, what's, you gotta buy like more games. What's the real-world value of, of Nintendo? Like, how much Nintendo stuff do you have to um, accrue? You, uh, I'm trying to, I'm trying to remember the exact <laughs> values. I'm trying to remember the exact <laughs> values. I think it's Ashwood. 
Well, I think because yeah. for everything that you buy, it has a little flyer with a code, and that code gives you a different amount depending on the product. So, like consoles, like the Wii U and the 3DS, uh, I, th- I want to say the Wii U paid out 200 and the 3DS paid out 150, but I, I don't remember that exactly. I think games are 30 a piece, and like digital games, like I like I remember Shovel Knight. I did like a a post play Shovel Knight. So a you thing could, that was like 10 coins. You could buy 26 games or you could buy the messenger bag. Well, like the way I see it is if you're already buying these, then it's great for you. Yeah. If you're but like don't be enticed to be like got to buy more Nintendos, like no, just I mean, if, if anything it's going away now, but Nintendos? Yeah. But like the thing is, I don't see this going away i see club nintendo going away and another thing replacing it very soon they'll they'll just like change the name and fold it into hopefully best case scenario a unified nintendo network account right because yeah just like like (laughs) using that name and that account for all of their programs yeah like that would make a lot of sense and um but then again i am assuming that things nintendo is doing would make a lot of sense yeah (laughs) that's not a safe assumption these days no no we'll get into that later this is the thing we'll get into that later i i I will restrain my rage for the time being (laughs) as you oh god i think i know what's what's coming yeah well well, but like i said we'll get to that um but first do you i I don't know if you were there jimmy but uh, a few weeks ago one of the news stories that was breaking was about how joystick was implementing a new policy of not scoring reviews oh yeah yeah i remember you there for that one or or was that Um, um, i I heard about it that day i wasn't on the podcast though okay well guess what it doesn't even matter because joystick's (laughs) going away (laughs) why why? Because uh, the times, this, they're hard, man. They, uh, that's weird. Uh, they're, they're still the, the actually keeping journalism up with that review and, uh, policy. Just folded into their new yeah, and that's another, kind of crushed dreams <laughs> another weird thing. gadget form. Okay. So, <laughs> the, the, so January... The, oh, the real policy was uh, games are no longer going to get number scores um, as well as they're not going to get uh, reviews at all because we're just not going to be around. Any content covering them. <laughs> yeah, no, whatever. <laughs> Joystick is shutting down because their corporate overlords at AOL were like, no. And so that means that sister sites massively and WoW Insider are also shutting down. Wow. Um, however, the very next day after this happened, which I guess would be January 31st, um, Engadget announced that they're going to be folding into Engadget, you know, the mm-hmm. the uh, the Gawker tech blog, okay. Engadget. Um, so they're going to have a new gaming blog up for a while called Joystick X in Gadget that is uh, primarily going to be pinned by former regular old vanilla Joystick editors, um, Richard Mitchell and Jess Condit, who, by the way, oh wait, no, no, it's Ben Gilbert and Jess Content. Mm. Richard Mitchell is the guy who wrote the Halo review that got four out of five star or four and a half out of five stars. Mm-hmm. And then he wrote the editorial that was, that was like, Halo is broken. We shouldn't stand for this. And then he wrote the other editorial that was like, Hey, how about we just not score our reviews? And then he got laid off. <laughs> that was almost excellent damage control. <laughs> Literally, it was da- if it was damage control, then it was like damage control. It's like it's damage things beyond repair, so as to control the crisis. Great. 
Anyways, <laughs> that's distracting from you. So joystick X in gadget. Exactly. It's gonna be it's gonna be a thing for a little while with with two of the former, a lot more than two employees. Um, they will continue to write unscored reviews. They're going to keep Joystick.com up as an archive of uh, their older Joystick content. <laughs> and, um, yeah, I mean, for the most of us, life's going to go on. Yeah, I mean, I, I think I've made it clear several times in the podcast, I don't really read any gaming news sites or review sites or any sort of anything anymore. So, I mean... Like, I don't, yeah. I don't depend on them, but I do like an occasional, like retrospective feature about about how bad shit sucked in some game development project or whatever mm -hmm. like uh polygon did that for a while with thq they had some really great developer interview series when um when homefront was getting panned by critics mm -hmm. about a year after that they released some great features about how bad it was to work on homefront mm -hmm. and then uh, a year after thq closed down they had some some cool interviews with former thq people about about how how shitty THQ was running its final days, and that's ultimately like it's, it's, it's that's the kind of stuff I want to be making, right? Mm -hmm. But you know, I don't have like the clout. Maybe someday, maybe someday well, I'll be able to honestly, um, um, follow up I, and do retrospectives with game developers. I can't honestly say that, What's that I ever read Joystick, but I do actually freelance for many of the British sites, magazines. That kind of thing. So seeing the closures is it's really like really oh, bleak yeah. from a, a freelance perspective. Mm. Um and it's Well, it's, you know, we do have YouTube. Yeah. And, and I feel like has, a year ago when my channel was going. less established, I would be like freaking out. Mm. Well, it's actually it's getting better. I mean, it, if you picked any month to, t to take the month off, it was January because AdSense oh, was yeah. why, why ass in January up? as no. always. And and the thing is, <laughs> even even though I did take a month off, like you fuckers just kept watching it. Yeah. <laughs> I like selfish. logged onto my analytics, dreading what I was about to see, but it was like. Like the line graph, it it went slightly down in January, wow. but it wasn't it wasn't bad. <laughs> Anyways, so right for some. Yeah, no, I I <laughs> the literally the most I remember from Joystick was um this this debacle over the Halo Master Chief collection mm -hmm. and and the reviewer like wishy washing back and forth about I guess how how the the incredibly like hard to talk about issue of how much glitches are worth in terms of the pointing review score mm -hmm. which i i don't even oh, know that if way I, if I madness because I, I just yeah 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 i don't i don't want to try to quantify how much like i i giggle at the naked black men running across <laughs> a game and that whether or not that should count for the score or not i don't want to have to think about that i mean like if we're I'll, whenever I hear a thing like that, like that subject, that is my own subjective experience, <laughs> right. right? How many people are kind of giggle at, at the art style? When it, whenever I hear the, the, the idea of like, reasons. glitches factoring into review, I'm just like, if that mattered for any amnesia review, that game would have gotten a zero, just a zero. Amnesia, yeah, that game, yeah. that is bro, that is a broken game. They always Dead Island oh, was pretty, yeah. pretty 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 buggy, yes. The, Dead Island well, was basically like, 
most most triple A games in 2014. Game. <laughs> <laughs> they just kind of chewed up some bubble gum and stuck it in between the glitches. Yeah. So Sonic Boom levels of of development. <laughs> um. So let's see. What what do we got next? Uh, Sony Online Entertainment. Speaking of of glitchy, weird, shady games, Sony Online Entertainment has broken away from Sony. They are now going to be called Daybreak Grain. Daybreak Grain Company. Daybreak. Day Daybreak <laughs> Game Company. Oh my God. Okay. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> Oh boy. <laughs> um, so Sony Online Entertainment, who, as as we may or may not know, uh, are the developers of Planetside 2 and H1Z1 and owners of the EverQuest brand, have announced that they've been acquired by an investment group called Columbus Nova. <laughs> Great. <laughs> I never said it out loud before, but that totally sounds like the name of like an evil sci-fi PMC company. Columbus Nova. Columbus Nova. Columbus Nova sounds like either the organization or antagonist from a uh, a Pierce Brosnan James Bond movie. Yeah, it's it's like. You know no, it how, sounds how like a miscellaneous Dark, holding company corp. that make like packed meat or something it's they have no business touching <laughs> software columbus nova enterprise I, I like i saw like the the semi truck with the appropriate logo in my head like moving those packed meats around when you said it <laughs> and and you don't want to question where the meat comes from no, columbus nova it's a name you can trust it it comes from the broken hearts of people who wanted H1Z1 to be good. Womp womp. Um, okay, so anyways, this this is happening after a minor PR disaster, which I think, if I did not talk about it last week, it was the week before, uh -huh. that involved um, the developers kind of botching how they were implementing their, their microtransactions in this game. Turns out to be a lot more pay-to-winny than people wanted. They, they promised at the time they were patching it out. I haven't heard anything since, which might mean it's working. I don't know. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I, I'm about as interested in H1Z1 as someone who's not interested in H1Z1. <laughs> one at all but yeah i play anyways. so so uh, i'm kind of oh you play these kinds of games though yeah i this, this is what what reroll videos are about i am <laughs> games like h1z1 i'm big into games where i can actually like speak to the nutters playing them so i'm big into survival games <laughs> the nutters I, yes yes I, <laughs> the nutters who constitute my audience <laughs> um, I'm, but I, I can't bring myself to care about H1Z1. I just, it's... Eh. Zeb1! Oh, yes! Yeah, I'm bringing it back. Sorry, it's just so fun. <laughs> yeah, I, I, um... I I can't say I'm too very excited about shooting zombies in a giant muddy sandbox with other players and, uh... After hearing that they implemented some some shady pay to win policies, I, my interest was not peaked any further. Yeah. And now after hearing that they kind of like got in trouble with their bosses and had to spin off and make a new company that's that's now being funded by the the completely <laughs> unknown potentially evil PMC company named Columbus Nova, I'm even less interested. Okay, like um, they're making a PS4 version of Planet Side Two, right? And and they just went out in open beta like uh, January twentieth with that, and I haven't heard anything bad about that. Mm. Is that because that was, that was a big deal? Like they showed that 
if if not during the PS4 reveal, then during the E3 after that. Like being able to play Planet Side Two on PS4 was was a big deal for a while. Mm. Are, are they just like slow getting it out or something? Why why does why, why does Sony want to break it off with with Sony? I don't know. I don't know. I, this is the thing with this new story. I just I don't know what to make of it. Like Sony <laughs> get their sale money. Um, the devs apparently get their independence despite being owned by meatpacking company Columbus Nova. Mm. Um, like that, this the is another only thing. They say I they will operate is... as an... <clears throat> sorry, it was just... Sorry, uh, sorry. It's because we're like so far away. There's lag. Yeah, lots of I lag. know, the lag is... They, they is say they will, quote... <laughs> they oh, they will, quote, operate as an independent game development studio... Even though in like the previous sentence they talk about how excited they are to be acquired by Columbus Nova. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I don't know. I just don't know. I just don't know. That's <laughs> it's mind-boggling and depressing, much like our next story. This is the part of the podcast where we talk about how Nintendo is literally the mafia. Oh boy. So you remember the Nintendo YouTube program from last week that uh they started rolling uh, that out into a quote unquote open beta. Yep. Um, well, it turns out that they're having some trouble with their betas, and, uh, they can't keep up with demand. Yeah. There's, there's a whole lot of YouTubers signing up for it who are clogging their pipes. Not true. So in order to, depressing uh, <laughs> story ever. Uh. In, in order to... Sp- in order to speed up the processing process, they want those YouTubers to delete any videos unrelated to games on the Nintendo Creators Program whitelist. Yep. Yeah, not even non-Nintendo <laughs> games. <laughs> not the subset of Nintendo <laughs> games within Nintendo. I can't even... <laughs> like, what plane if of reality <laughs> are we operating on? <laughs> If a video within your channel contains game titles outside of the list of supported games, please remove it from the channel before registering. If you have already submitted your channel for registration and it includes videos or video that contain game titles outside of the list of supported games, please remove those videos from your channel within two weeks of the submission date. Who the fuck do they think they are? At this I mean, point, they think they're, Nintendo. Nintendo. They think they're fucking Obviously. Nintendo. Yeah. I just want to, like, they I'm looking feel. through. <laughs> I'm looking through. If the, through. Videos, oh if my the God. videos are not removed from the channel within this time, your channel will not be registered with the program. The other the other oh. thing, the other thing that I was hearing, I don't know if I, if I can source this, but mm-hmm. um, if you, if at any point they, like, terminate your, your partnership with them, your, like, your Nintendo club time mafia time with them club card. <laughs> like you don't get, get any money after that and they just take 100 percent of the cut from that, your videos that would not surprise me that's why fucking insane why would you want to give this company that hates money and doesn't know how to do business very well control over your own business also at the end just, of last I'm just gonna... year i um I put together a video awarding Ubisoft, like, the douchebag of the year award, and somehow Nintendo right. have outdicked Ubisoft. That's, I'm, that's a fucking tall order right there. We've talked about that's Ubisoft several times, and yeah. Ugh, okay, let me, let me just butt in real quick to just say, like, this whitelist of games that you can use in videos on your... <laughs> the fact that there 
there even is a whitelist. The fact that there's a whitelist, first of all. Second of all, allow me to be like, oh, okay. Hey, I'm I am Joe YouTuber. I specialize in Nintendo 64 games. I really enjoyed the Nintendo 64 era of gaming. This snit this this partnership Those program are the really excites I hung me. Out with at Magfest. Yeah. What yeah. Are, what are my what are my options Nintendo for the Nintendo 64 games that I could do? <laughs> Literally, these are your options. F0X, Excite Bike 64, Super Mario 64, Mario Kart 64, Paper Mario, Yoshi Story and Sin and Punishment. And that's it. Are you kidding that me? That is the entire N64 <laughs> list that's whitelisted. They white want listed. to forget that the N64 Zeldas existed because they made new ones for 3DS? I, I'm guessing fucking also Sin and Punishment? Like, what? <laughs> <laughs> Everything about this enrages me. This is stupid. It's so bizarre. It's the so dumb. depressing thing about it. It's the fact that they have a waiting list. People are fucking queuing up to submit to this. Wait a minute. People can't wait to give them their whitelisted videos. Uh, Okay, maybe I'm just not seeing something here. I'm looking through the 3DS list and Smash Brothers is not on here. No. Smash 3DS is not on this list. No, that would be silly. Is it, I mean, it's a real risk here that Nintendo would have you, forgotten what do you that think they you're are talking Nintendo. About? What do you think you're talking about, Jimmy? A company that's not Nintendo? Smash Brothers is not on the Wii U list either. <laughs> Smash Brothers is not on this page. You can't use Melee 64, 3DS, Wii U, or Brawl. What the fuck is Nintendo I guess I'll thinking? Just have to make videos Officially, about Nintendo Engine don't acknowledge then. their existence. I don't understand what. No, you're just not allowed to acknowledge their existence. Wait, so because if you tried to make videos about it, they'd acknowledge it. They'd acknowledge the claim right on it. <laughs> acknowledge the hat out of it. There is a huge inconsistency in this list because, like. They don't want you playing the Zeldas on the 64, but Wind Waker on GameCube is fine. But Wind Waker HD on Wii U is also fine. But wait, wait, Majora's Mask 3D is not on this list. What the fuck? Majora's Mask 3D is not on this list. What are you even supposed to make videos about? Uh, If you can't make videos about Majora's Mask, what is even the point of living? Exactly. This is like this is. I want to say this is like typical Nintendo living in its like happy land while Mordor assembles around its borders. But it's not. Everyone else laughs at them. Nintendoed itself. This is yeah. This is a new height or a low for them. I don't know what it is. It's a new something, and I don't like it. (laughs) There's like 10 Super Nintendo games on here. Also on their NES list, there's The Legend of Zelda and The Legend of Zelda 1. <laughs> but not not it's good Zelda that they 2. Give me the choice. Oh wait, no. No, Zelda 2 is here, but it's Zelda 2, not The Legend of Zelda 2. So that's confusing. But Oh yeah, oh actually to be fair, that is its official title. Which is weird. Majora is not even on this page anywhere. I don't I... fucking understand. Jimmy, Jimmy, I don't listen to me. I understand you guys. J- Jimmy, honey, 
You make your video about Majora's Mask. I will because you make it. I'm not gonna. You fucking... make it how you want to, because you don't have to do this. Right. This is an opt-in. Because ju- uh, just for people out there who think that this is like necessary, it's not. You can no. just like. That's why we can safely laugh at it from a distance. Right. Like I mean, my content has never been ID'd. I'm not even with a network, and I've made videos on like Kirby games. Like as long as your editing is quick enough, as long as you have cuts every like eight seconds yeah. or so, they can't really content ID you. And, and like I hate to m- make it sound this way. Like, I hate to basically say anything that might compromise the uh, the, the security of of my my footage and the fair use of it. Uh-huh. But people do like to talk about how programs like this can't differentiate between like criticism and review. Uh-huh. When like just like by the necessity of the style, you are probably cutting so often when making a review. Or some other piece of criticism right. that um, you're not going to trigger it. Right. This is like the most that this will be affecting is Let's Players who can just get yeah. on like any who old network that will do this for them. Us. Also, no, I don't want to be on a network that signs me up for this shit. No, 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 no. But what, I, what I'm saying is like this is Nintendo's version of like a YouTube network, whereas you can just go to an actual YouTube network who doesn't have a list of games that you can talk about. They're just like, oh yeah, just make videos, you know, and we'll cover you. And that usually just works, which is why Mm -hmm. like there are YouTubers with 26 million subscribers playing video games and getting paid millions of dollars a year for it. Like, uh, but there was that recent, well, recent-ish change in YouTube's terms and conditions, which means like uh, it doesn't matter if you part of a a network or not. Like the content ID things still run, which kind of defeats the point of being in a network to begin with. Yeah, yeah. (sighs) Maybe I'll. Well, you have to be managed. This is this is uh, something that. that I was talking with people about at Magfest. If you're if you're an affiliate, you don't count. You have to be a managed channel. Oh, I'm not a managed channel. Appealing. Yeah, I'm not. Anyways, <laughs> well, it it helps um, with getting copyright trolls off your back. Like obviously, there are still cases like the Total Biscuit, yeah, Gary's incident thing, where like individuals have managed to exploit the system but, hey, I but got, when you're I got like my entire channel taken I... down um just uh, oh, yeah, two yeah, weeks you ago got... oh wow you you got your your youtube fun punishment yeah that punishment. was community strike <laughs> so hey for all i know it was nintendo um, that's what uh, we're saying it was nintendo nintendo did it yeah. literally the mafia no um, sakurai and miyamoto but... are listening to this and they're like we need to go fuck these guys up, and they just go to the YouTube and report us. <laughs> I, I that would be hilarious. I mean, I, I feel like it would make for a good news I, story. I would, I would probably, yeah, it would, it would, and I would be laughing my way to the bank because a video like that, should that actually happen, I would be, people would be all over it. Yeah. It would be the hottest, the hottest news on 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 the paper. Much like our next story. Okay. <laughs> Uh, you guys really do? Do we care about dying light in here at all? Like, not really. Uh, maybe but about I'm, half I'm an hour curious. ago. <laughs> okay. Well, dying light is a game where you are a zombie. You're a guy who shoots zombies, and that sounds and fun. kicks zombies. Uh, anyways, yeah, you you kick zombies. Oh, okay. Sometimes you jump over zombies. Anyways. Um, the Dying Light developers had a very, very brief kerfuffle for one day on February 1st. 
Mm-hmm. Well, I, mean, I guess like technically two days because it was like a 24-hour cycle mm-hmm. where um, they implemented some DRM and a patch that prevented people from modding their game. Oh, boy. Which, which yeah, as as everyone knows, is probably a stupid thing to do if you make a video game is, <laughs> is to like retroactively disallow modding capabilities. Um, it's interesting how they, they went about, though. Apparently, they, they filed DMC takedown notices on the on the websites oh, against the users who were hosting the mods. Um, <laughs> the one mod in question being one that just removed the film grain filter <laughs> in the game. Um, this is hardcore so let's see. I, we, yeah, they really yeah. wanted the integrity of that shot, you know. I can't have the It it just kind of sucks. Like I can't I can't I'm not PewDiePie. I don't think this game's so cool. Wow. Um, you know? So so uh, and, Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that, that's so it the turns out the, the ESA reported a, a day a day after they released their their patch that issued DMCA strikes against the mods, uh, the ESA reported that the DMCA claims were improperly issued by a third party vendor on their behalf, and retractions were sent immediately. Supposedly, everything's fine. The only real problem is that I just can't bring myself to give a damn about this game. Yeah, yeah. despite like because the ESA said you know this was this was our bad. I'm kind of. Inclined also, to believe tech why is it that they say? I, I don't I don't even I don't know how it works. I, I don't know. I, it's, I googled it's, the SA and all that. We don't know how comes those up work. with his employment and support allowance, which I hope Techland can do. It's without. the Electronic Entertainment Services Association, something like that. It's it's like the trade group that kind of lobbies on behalf of the entire game industry. So I don't know why there would be DMCA claims filed on its behalf for uh, content related to Dying Light in particular. Yeah. Well, I trust neither Techland nor Dying Light. (laughs) Dying Light, more like Dying Interest. Unless you're PewDiePie. (laughs) You guys have all seen that, that box quote, right? No. Yes. It's literally on the box of Dying Light on the bottom. It says... Quote, I think this game's so... I don't even know. It might not even be this verbatim, but it's basically, I think this game's so cool. Wow. End quote hyphen PewDiePie. Oh, man. Really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, PewDiePie did some kind of awful payola quote about how cool... Uh, how cool uh, Dying Light now. is. I need, to, I need to search for this now. I need to search Just for Just search for Dying Light PewDiePie and, and you'll find it. PewDiePie. Um, images. Oh no. Oh, there it is. I love this game. It's so awesome. Really? PewDiePie. Oh. The words yeah. that will be immortalized through time. Like, there we go. like, the thing is, like, I don't even mind, like, yeah, definitely use a guy with, like, almost 30 million people following him, uh, you know, that, that's a, that uh, is, he is a celebrity, no joke. It's just, but it's just so blatant. It's just, like, a shitty quote to use. It's, yeah, I'm sure so he comes blatant. up with better lines than that. Right. <laughs> I, I wonder how much he was paid for, for this piece of payola. Anyways, um, let's see, we have a couple questions from the community. Mm-hmm. Uh, right. Matt CD42. We know that guy, right? <laughs> yeah, he's asked several questions. Very active in the community. I, I played Smash with him literally two nights ago. Wow. He's a cool guy. Who won? Um, 
I... <laughs> he picked... He... It, it's because he picked the fucking Great Cave Offensive, okay? Anyways, <laughs> I've always thought the video game community was relatively free of drugs. <clears throat> I've always thought the video game community was relatively free of drugs and drug culture, but had that thrown into question recently. Do you guys think the video game space is a relatively drug-free space? Um, well, I will jump in first. Uh, no. Oh boy. No, it's not. Um, you don't think so? I mean, I, I know plenty of people. I, I just know like a, a shit ton of people who smoke weed, though. I don't know if that even if anybody even like counts that anymore. But I know of those people. I don't know those people. Well, but I know like, a lot of 10 year olds who think they do. <laughs> and I can't tell if the people I know of are those people or not. Yeah. And like, like, I don't know. I don't think as far as like hard drugs, if you're talking like people like doing ecstasy and acid and heroin shit i don't really know anybody uh, like that but like how how would that even work like is it, you're you're playing a video game you're like sitting in your room and it's just like it's, i don't know i, I mean I, I guess to look at it i would say like have you ever gotten drunk and played games just like chilling or like uh, not by myself oh okay it's pretty cool <laughs> <laughs> like okay I, I i have a lot of fun like just getting drunk and turning stupid mode on smash in a room full of friends right but but like i remember when i was like a a a younger person mm -hmm. who who was you know doing that thing younger people do where they just get completely drunk off their ass and don't know what they're doing right. and i would like try to play video games and it wouldn't work out because uh -huh. you know i'd be like a drunken fool right. and so like that's that's like what I don't get. Like you know, whenever you play Counter Strike, like inevitably, Triple X four twenty blazed no scopes <laughs> joins, and he brags about how how high he yeah. is. And I'm like, why would you do that yeah. in a competitive environment where having fun is like is is concretely related to being good at the thing? <laughs> I don't know. I I know some people who get better at FPSs after drinking a little bit, but. I again, I can't really speak for drugs. No, that that's all placebo. That's like I mean, that you is say that, but we win incorrect. more. <laughs> <laughs> then I guess it's the placebo working because you're you're just slowing down the speed of your neurons. I mean, have you ever watched Drunken Fist or Legend of Drunken no. Master? Or whatever, whatever. I don't know what that is. About I'm, a, I'm a pure, innocent little boy. You just said <laughs> you used to get plastered. Because <laughs> I was. <laughs> Young. Okay. Anyway, uh, are we drugs? Like, are we are we just talking like the people playing or representations in games? I, I, I mean, would say that's both. Been a thing for years. Yeah, I mean, like years. Like, I know. I think even just watching like indie game movie, you can pick up on some of that stuff from a couple of the developers in there. Wait, what do you mean? I it doesn't isn't Phil Fish smoke a lot of weed, or was that just something that I picked up from? How would you know? I'm pretty sure there was like hints around, or maybe I'm just crazy. What, 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 what even? Like, I mean, would it be surprising based off the games that they make and stuff? I mean, don't quote me on that. Probably completely no, made up. No, because it takes like. <laughs> have you ever tried to code? Like, there's a difference between coding and concepting. It's fucking hard work either way. Like, okay. Fez, you, Fez could not have happened to a sober person. <laughs> mm. That's that's what I'm saying. Like, have you ever heard I music think... so weird that, like, you're like, man, they must have done cocaine when they wrote this, and then you realize that, like, oh, yeah, that album was actually written by they, like, did cocaine and wrote the, wrote the album? Like, I'm sure that happens in games. 
I, I think you guys are just trying to be edgy, edgy tryhards. Okay, well then, in the sake of covering my ass, don't quote me on the Phil Fish thing. <laughs> okay. I yeah, probably I feel, I feel heard like it on Twitter somewhere. Insulting my libel law. Yeah, not that I'm like yeah, afraid of yeah. anybody being like, how dare it, this you? Is, this is all hypothetical, by the way. Yeah. We're talking about a Phil Fish that does not resemble or relate to any real persons. Right, it's, it's all a coincidence. Phil Fish spelled F-I-L-P-H-I-S-H. That's the re- reverse. Yes, yes. that checks gotcha. out. <laughs> that joke really registered. Good one, Jimmy. Ha ha ha. You're such a good joke person. You're such a joke person. <laughs> Holy shit. Okay, okay, next Let's question. Let's next question. What kind of books do you guys read? More importantly, what books do you think would make for good video game adaptations? Comic books don't count. I mean, thank you, uh, Just a Lackey. Yeah. I have the book taste of about a fifteen-year-old boy, anyway. So it's just yeah. it's your basic Tolkien, but yeah, I, best series wh- that would make which is a pretty much every fantastic. Game. But yeah, exactly. Fantastic, fantastic kind of Tolkien-esque game because we don't have enough. Uh, it's the Old Kingdom series by Garth Nix, mm. which is like Sabriel, Lerael, a Porson. I think there's a few new ones now. Mm-hmm. But Garth it's like the, the only, only, only medieval fantasy that manages to do something like not elves. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's like you I said, really... you've got, it's like all bells and necromantic powers and uh, it would be great. I really, really wish there were more games based off novels just by how awesome The Witcher and the Metro games are. Was uh, Metro based on a play book? The Witcher this week. Yeah, Whoa. yeah. It, there was a... Or, or in a novella, ah. technically. So, um... But, but it just feels like once you have, like, your lore already written by actual professional writers and not stupid <laughs> video game writers... Uh-huh. You have like a great big part of your world building already taken care of, mm-hmm. and yeah, I- that might have bled through with with how much I like The Witcher and whatnot. Like, it seems like a very well written game, but really, I don't know how much of it was written by video game people and actual versus actual writing people. Yeah, well, I've actually um, just started reading at least the translated version of The Witcher novels, and like a lot of it, it was done beforehand. Lots mm-hmm. and lots, or the whole world. Mm. Well, it's um, interesting how the first Witcher game, I think, deviates from the books quite a bit to make like its own spiritual sequel to the book's continuity. Whereas yeah. with Witcher two and three, they're like diving straight into more of a uh, literal interpretation of the book's canology. Like, if I, I I haven't read them myself, but it's um, I think like a good chunk of the Witcher books are actually not about Geralt. And and are about a a girl called Siri, I think, who um who you're gonna play as in Witcher three for a chunk of the game. Hmm. First one, definitely. Don't know about the rest. Um, as far as me, I don't. I haven't read it in a long time. I used to read all the time, but uh, I would say same as Angus. Like a lot of like Tolkien esque things. Uh, I didn't really stray out of that. I, I read a lot of like the Star Wars expanded universe, which like most of those oh, yeah. would make pretty cool games, but like. Those were those were fun as a kid. Yeah, I mean, I mean, yeah. some of them would be pretty cool games. They'd just be like, you'd have to come up with a way to make them not like, you know, another Star Wars game that's just in the right hands. Right, right, right. Um, the last book that I read that I really want to finish the series of, but I just haven't gotten around to it, is uh, a book called "In the Name of the Wind" by Patrick Rothfuss. It's a three-part series. I think it's the King Killer Chronicles. I don't know. Mm-hmm. It was super good, like Tolkien-esque 
kind of like magic fantasy world. Um, I don't know. As far as what I've read, because I don't read too many books, uh, not, not anymore at least, um, it's pretty <laughs> unique as far as the world goes. I, I felt like it wasn't like, oh yeah, standard this and standard that. Like, yep, run-of-the-mill dwarves here. Like, it was just like something that felt pretty crisp and clean. So, I don't know. I don't know if it'd make a good game, but whatever. Literally, the only books I read anymore are just like nonfiction <laughs> for the sake of like <laughs> referencing and research. Right. Like, I don't exactly know how to turn like style guides and textbooks into into a game unless you hey, want to make train some simulator. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What about like I don't know proofreading simulator, simulator, proofreading simulator, oh, no. HTML simulator. Oh boy. <laughs> Nope. I know it would nope. be it nope. would be the the nopeest game of them all. Applying for a job simulator. <laughs> Applying for a job. That would be the most depressing now game of all time. Now with more bitter rejection. <laughs> Dude, actually, have you played? Um, I, I think it's called Party Wii U or like Nintendo Party U. I'm trying to Google it now to make sure I got the name right. We party you. Oh it's yeah, I've heard great about it. Naming scheme these yeah. days, Nintendo. By the way, there is literally a mini game in there where you pretend to order fast food restaurant orders that your friends have to memorize and keep track of and ring up correctly. Oh, and it's the most depressing. <laughs> it, it is literally the most depressing thing I've seen in my life. I was playing it a few weeks ago with some friends and. Everyone was just like, this is sad, can we stop? That is the modern equivalent of playing with a stick and a hoop in the street. Yeah. <laughs> it's like getting a Happy Meal as a kid and finding out that your toy is a plastic Happy Meal. <laughs> 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 oh, man. Oh, the feelings. I know. So many, so many feelings. So many feelings have been shared between the three of us this week on the TOVG podcast, mm -hmm. and it, uh, it, it, it shames me and pains me to have to say that it must come to an end. <laughs> has been a while. <sighs> it has, it has been a wild while. <laughs> but, but, uh, like all, like all good things in the world. We must um, get back to our real lives right. and come back next week. Like Club Nintendo, we must come to an end. Uh, and, and, and then rename ourselves something right. else. Next week we'll be back um, as the VOTG podcast. <laughs> next, <Watch. laughs> next week you'll both have been taken out by Shigeru Miyamoto. <laughs> oh oh man. man, this podcast is going to get be so many views though. if that happens though. Yeah, it would be great. We'd be <laughs> laughing our way to the space bank. Space bank. <laughs> <laughs> Where we can find our space bomb. <laughs> we, we, this is this is a good this is a good moment right. to uh, to head yeah. out. <laughs> Don't forget to uh, so rate us five stars on iTunes and leave a yes, review. Yes, it really helps yes. us out. Yes, yes, it really helps us mm -hmm. out. We're actually we're <laughs> in talks with people about getting a little bit of sponsorship for the podcast. So just know that. Your guys' reviews and five star ratings and all the the oh. shares that you guys when you share on the podcast that helps that make make that happen. It might it might finally coalesce into into real money. Maybe, maybe that maybe. that would be neat. It's just hypothetical Anyways. money. Yeah, <laughs> space money. Uh, Tovg fun bucks. <laughs> Club Nintendo anyways, coins. <laughs> anyways, it's it's time. We we should we should probably head All out. Right. <coughs>
bye everyone. Well, wait, real quick before we, before bye. Oh, oh what's that? Um, what's that? What's I have that? not even plugged Mr. Angus Morrison's super oh. cool, awesome. Oh, the shameless publicity. Yeah. Yeah. You're on the podcast yes. and you're really cool. Go check out Angus's channel, which is gonna be real. Oh, that's an endorsement. <laughs> <laughs> no, really. I was I, on the podcast I, and I was cool. Yeah. <laughs> you're on the podcast and you're cool. And no, for serious, I've always I've always enjoyed reroll, like the anthropological Daisy video and the alternative but not too alternative awards are like seriously two of my favorite things on YouTube. They are you, the pride of the channel, youtube.com forward slash reroll gaming. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, Reviews and, and psychopathic interviews most of the time. Because the writing is is always like sharp and witty and hilarious. I I don't laugh out loud often at things in the world anymore, but when I get on reroll, <laughs> I always do. Be- I'm gonna put that on a box card. Great. <laughs> and because uh, because George talked over him a little bit when he said it, just to make sure that is youtube.com forward slash reroll gaming spelled exactly how mm-hmm. you think it is. Go check that out. I'm going Huzzah. to check it out right I'm after. checking it out currently. And... I'm checking oh, God, it out you beat me right it. now. <laughs> Be like us. I... Check it out. Anyways, bye everyone. Bye. 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 bye.